Hello, and welcome to Sword and Board Presents Board, James Board. I'm Luke. I'm Lars. And I'm Dan. This is episode two of, a, of our little side project we've got going on. How's everyone doing tonight? Great. Doing pretty well. Just got the kids to bed. Elliot is at summer camp slash virtual kindergarten. He has his first actual, like live instruction with a teacher talking to him through kind of like this what we're doing right now on September 8th so that's the that's the first real day which is it's gonna be exciting yeah how about you dad uh no been a very good day kind of quiet had a nice weekend you know it's interesting thinking about Elliot going to summer camp I was wondering if it was like going to be a um, great escape thing where they (coughs) they try to tunnel out of camp sometime but that would be interesting. They've got Tom, Dick, and Harry currently under construction right now, going off in different directions um, un- under the wire. I can't wait for Elliot to actually see. Is there a blind him. spot? Well, Elliot actually, not to, you know, every parent thinks their kids are very cute and handsome, but I would say that his blonde tanness, he's very cooler king right now. He, uh, <laughs> oh, he, he is a Steve McQueen kid. He's, he's a Steve McQueen guy, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, so for tonight, went with just your standard martini, actually the one that he ordered or had made for him in the movie that we'll discuss. It was a medium dry martini, mixed, not stirred. It was it was very clear it was mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to bring this up. So it's with, made with, with Smirnoff, which is featured in the movie. And I wanted to bring this up because before these movies, really, traditionally it was always gin martinis. That was, you know, when you order martini, it was with gin. Mm-hmm. And the ratio of gin to dry vermouth was one to one. And then he popularized pulling back on the vermouth, vermouth. and making them vodka and popularized shaking them. Wow. So they traditionally, mm-hmm. a gin martini should be stirred because you'll bruise the gin if you're shaking it. That's that's what mixologists yeah. uh, yeah. will say. James, James Bond uh, doesn't give a shit. That. Yeah. He does. Yeah. <laughs> um so but that's in doing a little bit of research for for my drink for tonight that was the um so it's a it's a medium dry which is it's a couple of splashes of dry vermouth instead of like Mm -hmm. your traditional one-to-one which is what came before that and and really he popularized the shaken martini cool so well i have watered down mcdonald's coke All right because yeah. i had because <laughs> i had to drop uh it's... way too much money at a mechanic again Ooh. so that's been my day today the problem is that the problem that is that's actually the same coke from last time he's just been nursing it from the last episode <laughs> that's how so, that's so how dire right it is <laughs> that's how dire it is right I, now <laughs> i seri- i i seriously considered just going to a liquor store on the way back from the mechanic and just with and here's my bottle of rum. <laughs> it takes place in Jamaica. That, but no. Cool. Everything, everything okay so, with the car? Yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, sort of. Okay. Right. It's been one of the. It's just been a. It's been a nightmare. But it looks to be headed better finally. Which I could say the so same what are we thing talking for about? this project. The nightmare <laughs> yeah. was the first thing that we watched, it's and now it is headed in the right direction. <laughs> we of course corrected yeah. to the movie of tonight. So tonight. It's Dr. No, the second and really the first true James Bond movie. Exactly. 1962. Yep. That's the thing. What I remember about this, because it's been decades since I've seen Dr. No, I was really impressed with what I remember about Dr. No is that it wasn't James Bond. And that it was a James Bond movie, 
but it didn't have anywhere near the the things that we think about with James Bond. Like I didn't remember it having the theme music. I didn't remember it having the gun barrel. Oh, I didn't it had remember a having lot the, of stuff. It had a lot it has a, of the foundations. It's still missing a few parts. Namely, there isn't like a a Doctor No theme song. Like there's not like like Goldfinger or every movie has its own right. theme. Right. But it introduced but, the quintessential Bond spy theme, yeah. movie James Bond theme that's that's just epic. Well, and, yeah, and it, it introduced perfect. a lot of stuff. Like to your point, yeah. Luke, like the gun barrel. So for those of you that have obviously you've seen a James Bond movie. I'm not even going to say well, it. Like a under parody a rock, of it at the something. very least. But the gun barrel thing where it's 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 looking down a gun barrel and it trains on a man walking across the screen. He's got a hat. It's James Bond. He turns. He shoots. And then the gun barrel wavers. James Bond has shot the man that was going to shoot him first. He's the original Han Solo. He shoots first. And What's funny <laughs> is that that in this particular movie, that, gu- that guy in the, the hat and the gun, that's not Sean Connery. No, not, That's right. a stunt double. Yeah, right. It's also I thought it was always were they afraid? I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I thought it was going to be. It should have been like a, a gun sight mm. because that's what yeah. you that's what you'd be looking at. Mm-hmm. But this is actually down the gun barrel, which you know you can see the rifling in the barrel, right? So which it, is mm-hmm. interesting. But I mean, it has the theme song. It has the first introduction Bond. That James is, Bond. I was. Like, I've seen that clip played in every commercial for Bond collections for everything that you've ever talked about with James Bond. Is which clip that particular that first time the first time you see Bond. him when he and he's like he's got the, the cigarette, cigarette in his hand yep. he's lighting the cigarette is Bond James Bond but, that but, particular moment is perfect mm-hmm. even though it has been parodied even though it is cliche even though it has been driven into the ground because it's been this moment for 60 years but we need to we need to focus on the movie right now because that wasn't the beginning of the movie which right. is even more interesting it, it did you don't meet him for a little while into the movie <laughs> and i actually wrote a you know i wrote about this you're right dad <laughs> you're right so lucas you're right this doesn't have your quintessential movie you know james bond theme song what it does have is three blind mice and it's these three oh. blind guys going down the street in jamaica they end up shooting somebody like they're you know they assassinate somebody dad and i actually watched this together lucas and what <laughs> yeah. i said was that they're walking a long time pretending to be blind they're really committing to this bit like they're <laughs> they committing walk, to they being, walk for like five miles yeah, like instead of through yeah like I, through jamaica right i can understand like <laughs> hey let's go pretend to be blind when we're close so people just like just don't even bat an eye at us like maybe the car drops them off in front and they pretend to be blind right. but no they walk they walk across but, the goddamn island blind but they had to do that so that they could play the three blind mice right. the move the yeah. music right. So <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! One of the things that I like, it's got the. It may not have the the quintessential Bond intro as well with the the women in the 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 sixties oh, yeah. era oh, music yeah. Yeah. silhouettes, but it's still I mi- I forgot how interesting title sequences can actually but, be. It, but it had silhouettes. Mm-hmm. The the three yeah. blind mice. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. 60s intros to movies are gone. Like, intro, like, intro sequences to movies are basically gone now, except for Bond. Yeah, you don't really get a title sequence. Like, actually, the only one that I can really... Did Guardians of the Galaxy have a big title sequence? I remember the title popping up when he's dancing. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2... No, they don't. They have a title sequence where it's, it's... You're still in universe. He's dancing around the thing, but Uh, it didn't have any kind of title sequence. separate from... Yeah, it's... I mean, like, like... Star, it's digestic. Almost Star, Star Wars has its own kind style of you know you're in a, you're watching a Star Wars movie because of the the slide you know the the sequence there. This one, pretty much all James Bond movies, you can you can tell there's always this little prequel. I mean, little pre-start that tells this tiny open, story. Yeah. yeah, tells a tiny story, and then music starts, and then there's the like you said the title sequence with the with the animations or the you know whatever, right. and then it. Into goes into story. it. This one, exactly. This one kind of did that where, not, I'm not sure now, guys, do you want to just start at the beginning and go through the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. The beginning of the movie is, like Lars just said, <laughs> there are three... Not blind mice. Assassins. There are three assassins that are pretending to be blind that walk I hope they got the paid. length of I hope Jamaica. They got paid well, because they really committed to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they walk the length of Jamaica to go... Sh- assassinate an MI6 agent that's stationed in Jamaica. I know, and you know how to know the difference? So MI5 has an F sound, so it's like the FBI. MI6 has a S sound, like the CIA. Like a CIA. Ooh. I never mm-hmm. thought of that. So... At the beginning of the movie, this this these three assassins go and assassinate. What was his name? Strangeways, I think, was the guy's yeah. name. He was a he was an agent in Jamaica that that worked. He was a British agent and assassinates him and his uh, and his secretary. I think kills her. And they're because bron- mm-hmm. they're broadcasting. They have a, a base and they're right. They're broadcasting from Jamaica. The whole premise is okay. So he's. He's killed, so the Secret Service needs to send somebody to investigate, so they decide to pick Mr. Bond. What's interesting, and I found out when I was researching about this, that secretary broadcasting from that house, that was... The actress's house. That was her fir- like her first movie, and she offered it as a set, and she got that role. And it's not oh, e- wow. it's even more than an extra because she has lines and dialogue and does stuff. She doesn't just hand a piece of paper. She doesn't isn't in a background. That's an actual role. You know, I never thought of that. If I could have get in, if I could have uh, gotten into movies, just hey guys, you can film here right. if you just give me a part. Right. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah. So James Bond is now tasked with figuring because the basically the the broadcast was still going on. They they now they they've mm-hmm. shut it down, but the broadcasts are still going on. So they think that something happened to the broadcaster. So you need to go right check this out. We learn this because he goes visits M. He walks into the office and throws his hat onto the hat rack. He he flirts with Miss Moneypenny. It's like all these things. And he goes through he goes through the leather door. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these things that. Every single James Bond movie you watch now, you see all those things. He tosses the hat. Like you said, he tosses the hat. He, he flirts with Money Penny. He walks through the leather door. You, we get introduced to M. Yep. He gets his Wal- Walther PPK. Because he was using another, what was the oh, other the Beretta. Beretta. He was using? The Beretta. The Beretta. James. Exactly. And he, he tries this. It was cool. He tries to sneak it out. Mm-hmm. And M says, uh, 
No, no, Bond. Take, yeah. leave, leave the ber- leave, leave, leave the, the Beretta. Beretta. If you if you want to, <laughs> and I love that he he says if you want to keep the ber- like if you want to keep your job killing people, you need to use this other gun to kill people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. well, and that's one of the the clearest distinctions right here is that he's a killer from Jimmy Bond. Is that right? M says, "What is you have a, a double O number? <clears throat> you have a license to kill, not to be killed." And that's where but, we first like, learn bam. what double O yep. means. Mm-hmm. Like. You were yep. you were you were an assassin. So for me, for me watching this the first time, it was so British, and it was so. I mean, we learned about he worked for Universal Exports, mm-hmm. which was the mm-hmm. cover for what you know for yep. what he did. Mm-hmm. It's it such a, a generic. PPK. It's such a g- generic job that you can say you do anything to be able to do. Like, oh, I work in exports. Sure. Oh, and exactly. also, if you tell somebody <laughs> I, you, I work at Universal Exports, what I, when if someone tells that to me at like a party, what I'm going to think is, how do I get out of this conversation? How do I get away yep. from this exactly. guy? Exactly. <laughs> If somebody comes up to me and, and tells me that he's a consultant. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus like, Christ. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. That's right. Pleasure it's worse than an insurance salesman. <laughs> oh, but, but we it, it's really cool because they set the stage for all these things. They set the environment, and then they've used that environment since 1961. It's still, some of the, some of the players have changed, but it's always M. It's always a leather door. It's always Miss Money Pen. You know, there's all these things that kind of ground you in. Okay, we know where we're going with this. What's going to be now? Interesting, let's just watch the story. It's going to be interesting once we get to once we switch bonds the first time, and once we start getting into some of the later stuff. There's some interesting ways that that can be read, but we're, we'll get to that. What I thought was really funny. We're going back to the, the Three Blind Mice for a second. Both of these movies basically start out with a shooting. The first one, uh, Casino Royale, yep. starts out with a shooting, and just we kind of move past it super quickly. And then this one builds slowly to an incredibly unexpected assassination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't you don't know yep. where it's going. Yep. Instead of like, oh, there's some gunshots at for some reason, and no one cares, and then it it goes. Which it I thought just that pulls, really cool. it pulls you in. Yes, it was really neat to see the, that he boards a Pan Am. I, I put that <laughs> on my notes as well. <laughs> oh, I did. I did as well. Um, that was something. Before we get to the to the story, we, we need to talk about his introduction. Mm-hmm. Right when all this happens with with the, the assassination, with the assassins Jamaica, and they right. kill the guy exactly, and then we cut to an actual casino it's a club, and it's a casino in yeah, but but I mean it, it's a, it's a right, classy right, right. place. And it's like a haze of blue smoke you don't, over everything, mm-hmm. and, it, and you don't and you don't see him. You, you you see the back of his head kind of and you see a beautiful woman and he's dealing and, and he's dealing gam- the cards and, to her, and that's all you and see and he's dealing yep. exactly and i read a quote somewhere a guy said that he said i'm going to read it to you this is the most important gesture in the way he lights the cigarette before giving her the satisfaction of an answer mm. so he says bond he says what is your name he says bond james bond and then once he says that the theme kicks in, mm-hmm. and it's linked to him. And it's the the guy wrote the the guy that was writing this wrote a book about James Bond and said once you once you watch that we have ourselves a piece of classic mm-hmm. cinema. It is the just the classic. Is that the James Bond in film in introduction? Film or James Bond in cinema is it? Yeah, okay. I think so. I yeah. think that's the one. Right. It's like the most most quoted 
movie line ever. Yeah, because it, it's simple and the way and he perfect. did it. Yeah, and he just established right. himself then. Mm-hmm. And of course, and you know, he gets a call at the casino. He goes to see M Bond. You, your flights in an hour, which you know, those are the days where you just kind of roll in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There wasn't a TSA. Right. So he, you know, and he goes back to his apartment to pack, basically, and there's somebody there, and it's the woman that he met earlier. And it's, you know, <laughs> of course, with, you know, again, one of those tropes. But I was really impressed with this one, how much spy stuff he did. Like when he gets into his apartment, he takes off his shoes, yep. you know, so he can like sneak around. And I got, we'll put a pin in that because when we get, when he gets to Jamaica, you could tell he's really, he's really yeah. good at it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, he's he's been a, he's done this a, a little while now. Yeah, something I thought was really fascinating was that sequence when he gets to the hotel takes forever. And in today's cinema, that sequence of him undressing and setting the room in the hotel would be there'd be a lot more tense music playing. There'd be a lot more quick cuts. not necessarily quick cuts. There'd be some quick cuts, but it also would be be a lot faster. That sequence takes like a minute and a half, and it would be. Maybe a third of that in a modern film. Well, but I, he would like, I, and, and you're right, Luca. Like you know, in like a Taken, like you know, something like that. Yeah, you know, it, would, it would be really like quick jump, jump, jump around. And, and what we're talking about. So James Bond hops on a, pl- a Pan Am plane, gets to Jamaica, and is met by a ne'er do well driver, a chauffeur. Mm-hmm, a chauffeur. And <laughs> James Bond quickly <laughs> yes. sees through him, you know, and, and realizes this is not somebody that the, the service down there, the hotel sent for him. So there's a car chase, and Peter Lord in some crazy sunglasses is tail is tan no J- jack lord J- jack lord J- jack lord so jack, jack lord, lord is, is yep. in crazy big sunglasses is tailing him we don't know who jack lord is yet james bond overpowers his chauffeur the chauffeur takes a cyanide capsule and it's like there's so many cool spy things going on right now mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's you know that was that was the first time I'd ever seen a judo fight. Oh yeah, I'd never seen that before. <laughs> I, that mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of fighting. And you're right. I mean, he takes a cyanide capsule, and you're like, wow, this is yeah, this is real. Stakes. These guys are <laughs> yeah. There's something going on here. I had such a I had a, a line about that when he does the judo flip when he fights that guy there. Like my first thought was, this is some Shatner level fighting. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but to your point, so when he gets to the hotel, you know, that sequence, it's, it's methodical. And I think that it just, again, it, it's, he's not this, like, not foppish, but he's not this, like, playboy that I feel like later right. iterations of him, oh, no. it, he becomes. Played up. And this one, it's, he's a spy and he's an assassin. So, like, he even, he puts, like, a piece of hair across his closet. So that way, oh, yeah. yeah. If it's broken he knows somebody's been in his room or like he does a couple yeah. other things to like and i got i can remember watching that going that's such mm-hmm. a cool idea did mm-hmm. you do that with grandma did you put stuff across your door and then that, and that, that was constantly like, she's been in my room Ta-ta. there's nothing i could do about it but i know that she's been in my room <laughs> and i knew and i knew that's why they cut my hair really right. short so i couldn't do it <laughs> so another thing i thought was he's asked by the police to help him help with this case to figure out what the assassination was from to figure out what's going on this is still a detective movie it's still got a lot of those strings well there's still a lot of mystery it's, it's not a mis- there's mystery right it's a mystery it's not you're right it's not necessarily detective but it was but it was interesting because the police they were considering it to just right. be a murder right. and they were asking him to help and he knows there's a, there's a whole there's a mm-hmm. whole lot more going on here so we 
you know, through his detecting and his figuring stuff out, he's attacked at a Jamaica and <laughs> there's Jamaican beer, hooray beer. Um, <laughs> also had that. See all of that. And we find out that Jack Lord is actually Felix. He he's Felix right. Lighter, Lighter, the CIA agent right. that appears pretty much all of the movies. He even he, he, he mm-hmm. was he was Clarence Lighter in the in the last one, but Felix is his kind of counterpart, his his helper basically. Yeah, some great fights there. You know, just a lot of lot of. Yep. It doesn't seem choreographed. It seems messy, which I feel like that's how fights would be like this. You know, it's it's them throwing right. people around and maybe landing a punch, but it's really just so doing what you can to. Funny you should mention that. I was walking back from the grocery store yesterday, and you had a no. Fight? I did not have a fight, but I saw one <laughs> in a Costco parking lot. Which there's there's a there's a short story there. But as I'm walking by, I look over and there's a guy holding a camera at a car standing in front of the car and they're honking the, honking the horn and they're flipping each other off and it's really irritating. I pass by a tree and as I walk past this tree, the guy has gotten out of the car and they are, they're throwing hands. And what I can watch about this is that they are basically hugging and they're kind of tapping each other in the head really slowly because they're not trained combatants. They're just two dudes who are angry. Right. <laughs> And they don't know how to fight, mm-hmm. and they're th- they're swinging, but they don't know. So you didn't you didn't witness any? Judo no, I did flips. not witness, witness any judo flips. <laughs> I did not witness any Krav Maga, Batman, anything. <laughs> Which no, it was just it was two guys who, to your point, it was messy. And the only reason it stopped was a brave Costco employee ran over in his in his orange vest. <laughs> And pulled them apart, and the second they got pulled apart, they were done, and they walked away. Because they don't actually want to fight. <laughs> like, oh shit, we're doing this, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But to that, like James Bond clearly has been in a fight, so like he he yeah. he's not doing this stupid judo, not stupid judo stuff, but like he's not he's not doing Inspector Clouseau, like you know, cartoonishly karate chopping. It's it's, it's a fight. I'm trying to fight. get you subdued. Right. Yep. So we find out it's, it's it's you know it's Felix. We're all on the same team. Everything's okay. It's basically you don't want to go to this island. Like there's like a a, a, a like a, a bay or there's like this island off the coast of Jamaica. Yep. That you don't want to go to. That that's where all the it's crab. It's a key. Yeah. Crab key. So that's where all the yeah. So yeah. crab key. You don't want to go yeah. there because that's where the monsters are. So this is this is when they were in the when the photo- when the woman photographer yeah, came yeah, and, yeah. and took their picture and he right. took the camera away from her, which I thought was interesting because it was a it was kind of vicious against yep. a woman. Oh yeah, the way he uh-huh. acted and he meets Coral is is the is the helper and the, there, right? And he the, helps and Coral helps. Him. Yeah. yeah, Coral helps him, but I thought it was kind of vicious how they. I mean, she she actually smashes a a light a, a flash bulb in the guy's yeah, face. Yeah. Remember, and he yeah. kind of and cuts him, and he kind of laughs it off, and and really is kind of wondering or asking James, should I go torture her almost? And what Again, I, ruthless. What I, they, he has a job yeah. to do. And yeah. If you're in my way, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter who you are. I am doing this job. <laughs> yep. It's also the whole he taking taking you know doesn't want to be caught on camera. Because he's a spy and actually cares about his identity before telling everyone his freaking name. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> I did notice that in all of the scenes, except for when they actually finally get to the island, did you notice that everybody wears a suit oh, and yeah. tie? Yeah. They all, no matter where, they're on a they're on a dock, they're in the bar, they're they're always dressed to the nines in, in suits and tie. And it's in Jamaica. Which, I mean, Lars, you've been to Jamaica. It's not exactly cool there. It is there. not a temperate, <laughs> it is not a, a, an Arctic <laughs> environment. It is rather warm everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they're all, you know, 
suits and ties, but then Quarrel, the guy that's, you know, a local, it, it struck me that, I don't know if you remember or not, but he, he called everyone yep. captain, all the, all the white guys, which basically it was everybody that was in charge and he was helping them, but it was always. And he's also captain. the only one who isn't wearing a suit. And it was just this weird. And it was yeah. kind of subservient. Yeah. I mean, there's that. I mean, that's the legacy of colonialism there, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. still. No. And. Oh, and the thing that I know, the one of the, like, so, uh, Bond goes back to his apartment and. Someone throws a spider in his in his room to kill him, mm-hmm. and I immediately thought, like, wait, that's where that sequence from episode two comes from. Yeah, and then it's been infinitely parodied and homage. I don't know how many times, but I had never, I didn't remember that. And then he just he throws the spider on the ground and proceeds to beat it to death because you know well, it's a well, spider, and but, as, as but then, you should. <laughs> but then he throws mm-hmm. up because he was he was upset about it because this spider is yeah. crawling on him. And you could tell in in the the music was emphasizing it. Bam, 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 bam. And then he goes and gets sick. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, he he was he was pretty scared. I always love that. Uh, I always oh, yeah. love that in film. Whenever they want to make a spider super menacing, they always choose the big, giant, fluffy ones that are basically harmless. Well, and, well, and not the, Dad, not the Dad. You red. had a great <laughs> yeah. thing when we were watching that, and I don't know if you noticed this, Lucas. So Sean Connery, that look of terror in his face. Yeah, hates spiders. It was terrified of them, and it's walking on glass. So there's a sheet, there was a sheet of glass over his yeah. shoulder, and, it, and he was actually standing up against. They had, they had propped the mattress against the wall. They were filming oh. it that way, and then the the director didn't like a lot of it, and they refilmed some of it with Sean Connery stunt double. And I, I forget the guy's name, but he said that was the most terrifying thing he ever did to have this spider actually crawl but on like his arm. When you, but, if you can kind of see like. At, at a point, you can see like it. The legs touching him, but it's actually touching mm-hmm. glass. It's not really touching him. Like the like yeah. in uh, in Raiders when the he falls in the yeah. snake pit, and you can see the f- reflection of the the cobra. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um. But no, it's yeah. And then the oh oh the, oh, oh go, go ahead it, go ahead. I remember now, Dad. You, you you mentioned you know you want to torture him. Coral asks, "Do you want me to break her arm?" That's what it, it's like. Mm. You want me to break her yeah. arm? It's like yikes. That's like you're not joking around. And he considered it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they start unraveling the plot. Does he end up back with a photographer? I forget because he ends up with a woman. No, not, he doesn't end up with a photographer. Not Ursula, not Ursula Andress. No, there's a another I'm woman at that. the uh, at the embassy who he knows is a she's working she's she's working against him, and so he ends up at her place, and then he ends up arresting her because it you know he. She's ba- she's a bad guy, and then he just pulls a hermit crab that's and just right. moves into her house. Yep, and which is great because there's somebody that shows like that's when he figures because he he there's somebody that was at, like a friend of the British guy that got killed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Dent. Dent. He knows that he's in on it, and he's the guy that he kills at that apartment. Right. So, and it's great because he you know Bond is there. He's arrested the girl. She's gone off. He. Makes it seem like they're in bed or something. He props up some pillows, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he's playing solitaire. He's wait, waiting for the guy to show up. Guy comes yep. in. Yep. And then he, the assassin steps in and Bond has his gun on him. And mm-hmm. I love this line. The assassin, Dent, points his gun back at Bond. And Bond says, it's a Smith, it's a Smith and Wesson and you've had your six. And it's just like, yeah. ah, it's so cool. <laughs> like you were counting the shots. But you know... And it's interesting, that was the first time I had seen or heard a, um, mm. a silencer. Because, you know, when he shot into the pillow, it was that right. boom, yeah. boom, boom. And I think they use that sound in every movie going yeah. forward for every yeah. silencer. But 
And that was the whole deal where I think the whole premise was that Dent had these geological samples from Crab Key that were right. radioactive. And that's why they started wondering, well, what's going on there? And that's why he had strange ways killed at the very right. beginning of all mm-hmm. this. So we've, Bond eventually gets out to Crab Key with Coral, and that's where he meets the first yeah. Bond girl, Honey Rider, of course. <laughs> As she comes out of the water, Miss Ursula Andress, the, who to this day is voted the number one Bond girl still. Uh, it's hard to beat. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but it, and it was funny to, you know, so it, it's all of this. What I think the most interesting thing for me with all of this is that we haven't met the bad guy yet. He shows up like 20 minutes nope. into, uh, mm-hmm. was remaining. 20 it's minutes insane. To go. Before the we end. Don't, we don't know, like, yeah. we don't know who, doc, like, we just know that there's some weird stuff happening. It's like an onion layer. Like, we start peeling back, like, okay, well, well this crab key place, yep. they're trying to keep all the locals out. And they have, mm-hmm. like, this dragon tank. So like it, it yeah somebody says there's a dragon there we right. can't go in and, and my first thought like once we find out that it's a tank I realize that it's a tank but now I want to it was a fairly yes, but now I want to see a spy movie <laughs> in a fantasy setting like I want to see that on the uh, for the other show I want to watch like like <laughs> the spy version of Lord of the Rings like the sneaking in to, to steal the ring. Like that I want to see. Yeah. yeah, that's a different. Yeah. That's a different take on it. I, I one of my notes I had was when the they're sitting on the beach and it's uh, Honey Rider and Bond and Carl. Bad guys drive off on a boat and the first thing Bond does is he drags the woman he just met into the forest and not the guy who's been helping him and is like the most solid dude on the planet. Well, well hello. I, mean, I suppose he can take care of himself. Fine, but. <laughs> But 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 obviously not once right. they meet the dragon. But it, it's interesting how Honey Rider was just a okay. We need a femme fatale. She's got nothing to do with the story. But it's just you know they could have just had the entire story with with Bond and Quarrel and go do that. But they interjected her into it. So that was I mean that was it was the first Bond girl. But it was it wasn't needed. But it was it was definitely it there's, definitely there's helped some the movie. choices they make like when they get into the when they get into the the villain lair. And all the people there are like, oh, we've already, we only found out your sizes last night, so I'm sorry if they don't all, they don't fit great. All of a sudden, that was yeah, just but wild. They both get drugged and they wake up five hours later. Why did they drug them? My thought is just like, was it for that super creepy scene when you just see Doctor No walk <clears throat> in? Which is, but but g- yeah. back up a minute. So they, the dragon, which is the the tank that the, with a flamethrower, it kills Quarrel, and they capture Bond and. Honey Rider, and they take them into the lair. But the first thing they have to do is they have to do a radioactive cleansing mm-hmm. where they, remember yeah. they walk through, they they slide through like a conveyor belt of all of the different stages. And it's this, this voiceover of this, oh, now, you know, radioactivity is down to 0.75. And they slide to the next one and they're scrubbing them down. Now it's 0.5. It was amazing all the techno babble that went into the end of this movie that it didn't really happen, you know, anywhere other than the very end where they're in the, right. the villain's lair. And I, re- I remember thinking, like, I hate that <clears throat> villain layers are now only used ironically. You can't have an actual villain <laughs> no. layer played straight anymore. No, no. but but it, it was crazy, Lucas. You nailed.
about it when they clean them off and they dress them. And then all of a sudden, it's so crazy that this woman comes out that's like a hotel concierge, comes out and goes, we, we didn't get your sizes until last week or yesterday. We hope all this fits. Oh, of course, it does. She and it, They're like in a... Um, in a five-star hotel. She brings coffee into them. And then that's when he goes, they start getting woozy. And he says, the damn coffee. And he knocks it over and they're, they're drugged. And then you're right. The only reason for them to be drugged is for a creepy villain to come in and... And look at... And stare at them longingly. <laughs> and look at them. And then walk And look away. at them. Right. So yeah. I have a problem with... I mean, it, this is a great movie. This was a really great like first start for, for James Bond. I don't get what mm. he was doing. And that's... Mm. and, and the, like in in later uh, uh, movies, like I get like I get that Goldfinger's gonna nuke all the gold, then that way his gold will be more valuable. And then right. with with any of them, there's there's with a thing I'm do, trying to do with this thing, yeah. so that way this thing like in Goldeneye, I'm gonna try to <clears throat> send off an EMP blast in London. It'll reduce everybody's credit rating to zero. Everybody starts over again. Like yeah. this is a, this is like it, yep. I, I got it. This one there it was delaying he, rockets. He's doing mad science to further the goals of of the ominous group Spectre, which which again, is also this, a thing that's in. Yep. First, first time we heard it. Is, Again, contrasting that with a modern film, you wouldn't hear the word Spectre until like three movies in. You'd hear about a shadowy organization each time. You'd hear like, he yeah. worked for someone else. He did something else. And then you'd finally, who do you work for? Spectre. So now let's let's get to the when this movie was made. It was during the, the mm-hmm. space race and there were rockets being launched and everybody was talking about Mercury and, you know, and all the space race. So they injected, let's, let's do something with that. What could we do? You know, it was amazing to see his, all the people working, uh, in his lair with, with the bubble suits on. And it just killed me that he could he could put a suit on and he walks around with a clipboard. Nobody notices that. Well, right. Where's Bob? Well, and that's who's what, that guy? What this reminded me <laughs> of. There's a great forget their names, but it, it's that they were on the they made the show Peep Show. It's a British TV show, and they had a sketch comedy mm-hmm. show. And there were it's these two Nazis, <laughs> these SS <laughs> Nazis. And they're sitting in the bunker. Okay. And one of them, you know, like, oh, you know, it's night. And, like, you know, they're getting ready for battle next day. Gerald. Have you seen the skulls on our... Have you seen the skulls on our uniform? Do you ever think that we're the bad guys? (laughs) 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 Because all the time they're thinking they're the good guys, right? We're all in dark uniforms. And this seems like we're the bad guys. And... and... <laughs> so That's good, hilarious. So good. And that made me think like these henchmen uh, like you're in these like these crazy suits in this layer like do you punch into your volcano layer and think Am do you I get a, dental? No, I was just going to think, Am how I much get, are these yeah. guys getting paid? Is it like 15 bucks an hour? At Is a, it at a minimum certain point wage? when you're clocking into the volcano layer, do you think Maybe I shouldn't be here. <laughs> what, yeah, what is what is the benefit I, package? I've made what, a how bad many, how many life choice here. What I I remember thinking because they've all got their own they've all got their own suits they've all got their own they've all got they've got enough of a suits so that Bond can sneak around except for Doctor No and his hell it's like this round clear thing. And I desperately wanted, I well, desperately gotta... wanted Bond to pull out a can opener and just rip his rip his helmet off. Yeah, because that would have been. So let's get let's get back 
a minute to when he actually meets Dr. No, which, like you said, Lucas, it's it's not until like 20 minutes yeah. before the end of the movie where they, they're drugged and they wake up and they're taken to dinner to, to, mm-hmm. to meet Dr. No. And they walk into his the lair and it's a, a giant you can see a giant aquarium wall behind you with with giant fish swimming by there's a really there's a really famous part where i forget the name of the painting that had been stolen oh, like yeah. three yeah, weeks yeah. before they filmed but they got a copy of it of this painting that was stolen and you know he walks by it and looks at it like wow and he, he you know he does a start and everybody in the in the theater had heard about this painting being stolen. It was really a, a, a clever way to link present day things going on. And wow, this bad guy stole right. the painting that we're trying to find. But then he he gives Doctor No gives this history of where he was mm-hmm. what, Chinese American or something. And and he he had his uh, forgive me, Lars. In the in the book, I think he had his his hands were right. hooks or something. But in the movie, they made it into these like plastic hands. You know, yeah. quasi. Yeah, they were just rubber gloves, basically. That he uh, he didn't really have hands. He had these big rubber gloves, and then he spouts the entire villain. This is why I'm doing right. this, you know, for Spectre. And he gives the definition of Spectre, and it was just really interesting to see that that you finally meet the bad guy. Very, yeah. very, very and late in the movie. Some, he also calls him a policeman because they're still haven't yeah. don't, haven't quite yep. gotten the spy thing. They're still going off of the off of the detective stuff, but they call him a policeman. Honey Ryder calls him a detective. It's well, still and I, a and, and, yep. and that you're right, Lucas. And, and going off of that though, Dad, I wonder they're thinking, okay, this is this is our chance. You know the. The, the folks making this movie, Salzman and, and Broccoli, were the villain's inconsequential, really. It's, yep. we're, we're trying to introduce this character. Yep. So we get to see the character. You know, we want to make sure that this is an interesting guy. And then people, if we could do that, then people will want to see him in the next one. Oh, I agree 100%. Yep. They did this perfectly. Had they done it the other way around and focus on the villain, yep. it had yep. been a one-movie series. Yeah. Right. So it wouldn't the, the work. fact that you just needed a bad guy that he would stop at the end. But him, mm-hmm. all the other stuff, that's really yep. all you needed. And then, you know, of course, he gets the girl in the end. Yep. You know, saves the day. And, and I love the part where they, okay, so they lock him up in the, the little cell. And he does the, he ducks his head down and he comes up and he ducks his head down. And what what part of it, that he finally gets into, the, of course, the ventilation system, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they all do that. And he, and he starts trying to escape that way by sliding through the ventilation system. And then there's thousands of gallons of water that rush through this ventilation system and every time i watch this i'm thinking where does all that water go in this ventilation system i mean mean, it's in the hotel no so a lot of it didn't make any sense i remember like i wrote down like there's the uh they're gonna use the radio weapon to attack the the rocket that's going off and there's a miniature right and it's a really well done cool miniature Mm -hmm. and you can only tell it you can only really tell it's a miniature because of the water yeah, water, water, water and fire. Yep. You, you can't, you can't right, miniaturize water. Water and fire are the two <laughs> things that all, you, you could always tell. But no, it would. Yeah. This this was really. I, I can I can't imagine seeing something like this and thinking, 
you know, obviously you've never seen anything like this before and how, and to your point, Lucas, when we first started that, you know, when I, when I think of like the first James Bond movie, like with all the tropes, it probably doesn't kick in until like Goldfinger is like the most like, right. When I'm thinking back, Thunderball, yeah. my favorite one is the one that we're going to watch next, but this one, it was surprising how many things they had in it that you will see throughout the rest of the series um, mm-hmm. and how they, yep. it was that right mix of, there were some funny parts in it, some good like campy humor, but not over the top with it. Like he was still a like hard as nails. I'm going to, I've got a job to do kind of guy. Well, when he killed Dent in the, in the room, no. he didn't actually have to do that. I mean, he was Dent, you know, was talking to him and he'd shot at him. And then he just, he was an assassin. Yep. He said, well, I need to get rid of this guy. I'm and I, I remember. You've served your purpose to me. Thanks. I read a thing that they added that specifically yep. to emphasize the license to kill thing. Because shooting him a couple of times, that doesn't mean, that, that can be he's, it's revenge, it's covering loose ends. But the way he shoots him multiple times, oh, yeah. that's to emphasize he is he has a license to kill. This is a thing that he has to do, that he can do. That he can't, right. Yep. Yeah. I liked the way the entire movie is really, is very 60s. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, like the layers, the, the, the villain's lair. If you look at the, uh, you know, when they were, when Bond and, and uh, Doctor Nero are finally fighting in the water, you know, sliding down into the, into the nuclear reactor. If you look in the background, there's all these giant giant tape drives running that don't do anything. You know, it's like those are computers. And back then, that was how you emphasize yeah. those are computers. You know, there's a lot of things going on here, a lot of lights flashing. No, but- yeah. And, and I mean, it just, it was... <laughs> Right. Very spacey. In a space age. Um, We've gone all this, like, I mean, we've mentioned it throughout, but he's just so damn cool. Mm -hmm. Like, he really is just just a cool... In in reading the books, he is not cool. In reading the books, he is a broken, shattered, like, and, uh, you know, he his hands shake because he's got an alcohol problem and he's got like alcohol seizures basically he smokes like a chimney he's a womanizer he's he's a lot like in you know you know daniel craig played him well and i forget which movie it was where m gave his 007 signature back to him but he because she said you passed the test and he really didn't and he was he was broken but but he's there he goes that's what he is in the books and i think that they've made a wise choice of not going fully into that like he's still a he's yeah. he's ruthless, but he's charmingly ruthless in this at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the books, I just was I, I remember reading them well, like you're just a horrible person. <laughs> you you are not a hero at all. <laughs> but I mean, you needed you need it. I mean, if you're going to have a, a movie series, which they were hoping for, you needed to have somebody that that people would root for, and that you needed to make them cool. And you know, he he gets the girl in the end. He saves the day. I mean, like this one, what what better ending is he finally, he and Honey jump into a boat. He, he kicks the guy out of the boat and they drive off. And it's, <coughs> it's, like, it the it's like the Coast Guard or? and lighter. <coughs> the Coast Guard or whoever, they throw him a rope to tow him in. And of course, he and starts the kissing the girl on the end. And, right. and then he just lets the rope go. <laughs> um this is great. This is a really... I haven't seen this one in a long time. This is actually the first... Because Elizabeth really hasn't seen a lot of them. And this is the first one that we watched together. So uh-huh. I've seen it within the last eight years or so. But So did Elizabeth like did. it? She did. She likes the newer ones better. She likes Sky... She really likes Skyfall. 
which I I, I completely agree with her. Well, how could you not? Um, but um, no, this one was it sets the stage very well. I think this you know I I can see why people wanted to come see another one of these movies after mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting to watch this if you could really turn off your mind and just and watch it from a 1961 perspective again mm-hmm. it would be really interesting to watch it that way i mean well, you know, i think right the, now, the, we well, can't the, do that but the the analogy <clears throat> it was a really good start kind of analogous to that is the first time i saw the born identity that was the first time i saw a a spy movie like mm. that yep where that's kind that's a of good the analogy thing where yep. it was it's you hence you know most spy movies up to that point you know they're very debonair kind of people and then this you know you, you that first fight in the park where he disarms yeah. two cops <laughs> that is a very good good analogy i mean he right. is mm-hmm. born as a killer right. and that's what that's what bond was and it was just you know he's driven to, I, to do work that way you, well, so, i was thinking about this while watching this set i uh i really like the idea of, of trying to kind of blending genres and there's a, a dc comic that i i love uh dc's new frontier Mm-hmm. And I would love to see them shoot a live-action DC New Frontier with these style cameras and make it look like a movie from the '60s. But I started thinking about it: how do you, how do no. you do a basically a movie now with this aesthetic and play it, you know, and try and do it? And then is that just Kingsman? Because Kingsman, uh, I walked out of I walked out of that like kind kind that was way better than I anticipated it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to be James Bond in a a modern setting, for a lack of a better term. Yeah, it's just funny that you know it's this movie. The problem with all the other movies after this, and it's not really a problem. It's just that this is this sets the yeah. stage. So now this every other stage. movie has the benefit of absolutely. Doctor No has existed. Now we can know what to do. Now we know what to build from. So that right. you have to kind of give some respect to this one, where they were in uncharted territory they completely developed a genre of movie almost Mm -hmm. and even from russia with love which we'll get to next which is my favorite it still is benefiting from the fact that we've done one already so we kind of know what we're doing (laughs) and you you set the stage you set the environment you understand the characters you know where they're going and you're absolutely right if if the first time somebody watched this movie that had never seen anything like this right it was it was mind-blowing well good work tonight gang um, Lucas, where can uh, can folks listen to our ramblings about uh, about Jimmy Bond? They can find us at swordandboardcast.podbean.com. We can also be found on Stitcher and on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. We and in our homes still. The COVID nightmare. Um, since this started, like I, I work 40 hours a week, as you guys both do, and... Before all this started, I had the general malaise of I come home, I'm a little tired, but I can do stuff. Ever since COVID started, I am tired every goddamn minute of every goddamn day. I am always exhausted all of the time. That's just growing up, buddy. That's just, it gets worse. I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) And and it's interesting because I'm never tired anymore. Well, fine. Thanks, Dad. I got that to look forward to. I think... Yeah, it's uh, you got to hit sixty four. After, after sixty four, you it just don't. Oh wow, I'm a you're a Beatles. I'm a Beatles song. <laughs> oh my god, it just and dawned see, and, on and, me. I'm and a Beatles unfortunately, song. And looking at this little screen from Skype, um, it looks like I am one too, and that's I am the Walrus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah. You can find us as well on Twitter at Sword in Boardcast. Our theme song, Iron Curtain Shuffle, is produced by Ryan Boyd. You can find them 
at Ryan Boyd on Twitter as well. Anything else you want to talk about before we head out, guys? Just wanted to. I, I will say, I will say that I love the theme music. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, so. theme music's great. Your your friend did a great job. Yeah, um, I did want to quickly plug two things um, that helped me get through um, the weekend. Um, Cobra Kai on Netflix is oh. so good. <laughs> it is. I started is, last night. It is better than it has any right to be. It is awesome. And um, the new, the third Bill and Ted movie was pretty great. I've heard that. We are currently it was, it was rewatching. Very, it was just, it was very fun. It was just another Bill and Ted movie. So it wasn't like mind-blowingly wonderful. It was just, they're, they're just, just great, great guys, guys having fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yep. Both of those things. And they neither one of them really rely heavily on nostalgia like cobra mm-hmm. kai it's, it's if you know karate kid it helps but it's just i don't know i was really surprised it, it's it was really good <laughs> so i've watched the first episode and i watched three quarters of the second one and i'm praying that johnny turns around and becomes the good guy don't tell me but i'm i'm watching this like you know he's got this one guy in his dojo, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, 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 I, I it's can see. Wow, this is this is really good. It's an interesting spin on it. We mm-hmm. are currently we're currently so, rewatching uh, the Avatar sequel series, Legend of Korra, which is incredible. Um, mm. That's our big thing right now. Um, Excellent. But I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to uh, from Russia with Love. Me too. But well, uh, have a great night, everybody. Go watch some uh, some good James Bond movies. Have a good night. You as well. Love you guys.